0: Hey guys, and welcome to Kelsk on Bush, the podcast where I'm bringing you the craziest stories, characters, and places from down under. Today's podcast is a mix of all three, so grab a coldie and join me as I take you to Goat Island in the Northern Territory. How did I find out about this place, and is it an island full of goats? Well, it all started when a couple of girls I knew from Western Australia wanted to come up for a holiday. And living in Darwin, it's quite unique and it's one of those places where there's a lot of crazy shit to show people. So I'm like, what's the best thing I can do to really show these girls what the territory is all about? And I was working at a radio station in Darwin, Darwin's Hot 100, and one of the girls that was one of the hosts, sorry, she said to me, Why don't you take them to Goat Island? I'm like, what the fuck is Goat Island? And she's like, oh, you know, it's this island. It's like in the middle of the Adelaide River. And I'm just like, holy shit, because I don't know if you've heard any of my crocodile podcasts, but the Adelaide River is one of the most populated uh, croc-infested rivers in the world. So I'm like, wow, these goats are just, you know, on this island and in the middle of crocodiles. Like, how the fuck did they get there? and she's like no no kelly i don't know why it's called goat islands but it's uh, got no goats on it it's a, it's got a pub though and i was like oh cool well that sounds great that just sounds great let's go get drunk in the middle of a croc infested river but i also thought if that's not the most territorial fucking thing to take them to do i don't know what is so I jumped on to Google and mind you, this was 2012. So this was a fair while ago, uh, probably before, you know, I don't, yeah, no, I think he's got Facebook. I'll have to have a look. Anyway, so I got onto Google and I had a good look to see um, how I could get the fuck to Code Island and there didn't seem to be like any water taxi services or or anything like that. Apparently I could get a helicopter tour but that was going to be just you know exy as fuck and let's face it I was you know living in a flat in Palmerston. I could not afford a helicopter tour. So I rang up the Goat Island pub and this guy Kai who owns the joint he answers and he's like yeah no worries well what you do is you just go to the boat ramp and you just hire a boat from yeah ring old mate at arafura boat services and he'll hire your boat just tell him happy sent you and uh yeah just just get in a boat and just drive up here it's you know 22 k's down the river you'll be right and i'm like yeah that's that's a good idea i don't know why i thought that was a good idea i don't do boats like i'm not even good at being in a boat i've never driven one Anyway, so I rang up the Arafura boat service and it was going to be like 700 bucks to hire this boat. And I'm like, maybe I can do that. I don't know. Anyway, and then um, I spoke to a few people about it and thought, no, maybe not. Because, you know, Kelly, you've never driven a boat before. And the crocodiles in the Adelaide River are the size of massive fucking station wagons. So if you hit one of these things, it's going to flip your boat and then you're probably going to end up croc shit. So... Yeah, not not doing that. So the whole Goat Island thing had to be put on hold and unfortunately I never got to go there. But I do have the story behind Goat Island and the bloke that owns the joint who refers to himself as Happy is also known as King Kai. And I guess that's okay because he owns his own island, just like old mate in Hart River. This guy thought, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go and not start." He didn't start his own country and start a war like Leonard from Hart River, but um, yeah, he did just go, "Fuck this shit." So, okay, backtrack. Who is Kai? Kai Hansen is a bloke who was born in a tiny country town in Denmark. He was a fine furniture maker by trade and he moved to Australia around the age of 20. He worked in construction and after Cyclone Tracy seeing all the work they had up north in Darwin he decided to make the move to the territory and he never looked back. Kai remained in the Northern Territory and moved to a rural area for about 25 years until they decided to replace local roundabout with traffic lights and he's like fuck this I hate traffic lights get me out of here he was having a drink with his wife one night and she said i'll buy an island for you and there'll never be any traffic lights and apparently the next day goat island came up for sale and kai thought perfect that's the answer to all of my problems with the growing population of the northern territory of darwin wherever he was living i'm guessing it was rural darwin doesn't really say there's not a lot I can't even find what happened to his wife because his wife is not on the island with him so pretty sure she wasn't like nothing bad happened but yeah anyway so this island he went to this island and he built himself a pub and a few rooms for to be specific for guests and fishermen and whoever wants to pay to stay there which I actually really did it was just the logistics that let me down Kai also does food. He has a bush tucker menu. Uh, Crop balls is on the menu. Um, The horny buff burger, I think it's called. So typical territory and menu. You go to Humpty Doo Tavern, it's the same thing. Well, not the same thing, but it's really like, you get this platter, my brother went there. Sorry, this is a little bit off the side, but same crazy type of pub. And you've got like uh, the testing plate, territory testing plate, and it's Barra, It's buffalo and it's crocodile. And if you've never had crocodile, salty chicken. That's all I can say. So he's got the bush tucker menu. He's got the bar happening. He's got his rooms. He's set. Like seriously, this guy has got the life. And he also had two pet crocodiles. One main pet crocodile called Casey, who was a three-meter female. And she would go and nest. And that's when his other pet crocodile... Called Fred, who is scared of Casey and only comes up when Casey is nesting. As well as the pet crocodiles, Kai also had a pet dog. Um, unfortunately, I say had. Pippa, a little terrier, was also known as Dumb Blonde. And for around 10 years, she used to successfully chase Casey back into the water after Casey would come up for a feed at nighttime. Oh, well, not quite nighttime, bad dusk. And this was a hit with the tourists until one afternoon when casey had just finished feeding and the tourists were looking on in delight as pippa ran down the bank snapping at casey's tail as she always had done casey in the past for 10 whole years had always just ran back into the water seemingly scared of this tiny little dog not this day Unfortunately, this afternoon, Pippa was a little bit too fast and got there way before Casey had turned around to fully go back into the water. And instead of yapping at Casey's tail, she yapped at Casey's head. And Casey, after 10 years of having this dog taunt her, Casey finally snapped, literally. And much to the horror of everybody watching Dumb blonde never came back from under the water. That was it. You know, it's really, really sad, but this is why I would not let my dog anywhere near the water in the Northern Territory. I used to have a pit bull and he loved water and he would just go swimming everywhere I took him. But yeah, I wouldn't take him to the beach in the Northern Territory anywhere because crocodiles love dogs and crocodiles are opportunists and as Kai told ABC Radio himself, crocodiles are patient. He said this, it was just an opportunity and Casey had been waiting for 10 years and unfortunately he did say that he thought this would probably happen one day but he could not stop the little dog from chasing the croc. He swears that he never ever trained Dumb Blonde or Pippa to do this and it was just something she did because well, we all know what those yappy little dogs are like. They've got little dog syndrome. like I've got big dogs because I don't do yappies. Like I, they're cute, but I just I feel like I'm gonna step on them or something bad enough having a galah, but at least he can fly up onto the... Anyway, sorry, I'm getting off track. <laughs> but um, yeah, they just they have little dog syndrome, and this dog, was it's, she had heart. I'll give her that. Like, what a feisty little thing to be right as a fucking crocodile. Look at it. I'm going to chase that thing into the water. It's three metres long, and it's a dinosaur. But hey, I'm um, little Pippa. So, you know, she had a good run not to get snatched for 10 years, I think, and... Kai is a self-confessed country boy and said, unfortunately, these things happen. Um, He had a dog when he was a kid that used to chase cars and he got badly hurt by being ran over. And i started to think at this point, maybe you should start building fences. I don't know. Maybe that's a good idea. Keeps the dog in your yard. But, you know, he's on an island. But, yeah, just my personal... Like what I would personally do if I lived on an island surrounded by crocodiles, I probably wouldn't own any pets, but if I did, I would probably want them under lock and key because I lived in the Northern Territory and crocodiles are sneaky motherfuckers. But Kai got on with life until <laughs> a little bit after the Pippa got snatched, Fred, the, the one that was too scared to come to the bank because of Casey, decided, oh, right, we're eating fucking animals now, are we? we we're just taking pets. So, Fred got into the chook pen and Kai was like, that is it. It's one thing to take my dog, but you know, now you're taking my fucking chooks, mate. Like, how am I supposed to eat breakfast in the morning if I don't have eggs? So, Kai did want Fred removed. Um not sure if that's happened, but yeah, he's, uh, no, he did. He, <laughs> well, he sort of did. He got Fred into a cage and barricaded him. But by the time Parks and Wildlife came out to remove Fred, I told you, Crocs are sneaky bastards. Fred had fucking gotten out of the cage. And yeah. So anyway, that's what I guess, you know, that's what happens when you live up there. You've got to take that risk. Every time my dog would go missing, I'm like, fuck, he's probably just getting eaten by a crocodile right now. I don't know how he didn't. That thing had nine lives. He finally died of old age at 14. I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. So... That is the story of Goat Island and Kai Hansen. And I, I wanted to know what would it have been like if I actually got there. My mate went there, actually, and he said that it, he just ended up drinking, like, a case of VB and falling off a bunk bed. But he had the time of his life, and it was awesome. But my mate Phil, he's, like, territory as fuck. Like, he does bush tours out in Arnhem Land and everything. So he, he's pretty rough. So I thought, you know, I won't take Phil's word for it because Phil could sleep in a rubbish tip and think that was fine. No offence, Phil. Love ya. And so I went on TripAdvisor, as I always do for entertainment, thinking, oh, this is going to be good. I'm going to just see a mix of reviews. Like there's going to be, you know, got to be at least half of them going to be shit because they're going to be people from down south expecting five-star accommodation. Surprisingly... He has really really good feedback. So if you want to just have a look, go onto TripAdvisor and type in the yeah the the reviews and well, they come up anyway and yeah, he's got amazing reviews. There's like two reviews and they're just from fucking snowflakes. And um, the place is filthy. And he was so not politically correct. And I my God, he was saying "read" and rah, 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 And he just got drunk. And I'm like, um, yeah, that's 99% of Territorians. I don't know what you were expecting. If you don't like that, maybe go start, stay in Darwin City <laughs> and just don't go anywhere else. Um, Yeah, so that that was pretty funny. So literally only two reviews and I can guarantee they came from like fucking... In Melbourne or something like that, the majority of visitors thought it was fucking unreal. So yeah, especially if you love your prawns and your seafood and your croc balls and yeah, just they're just good old characters from the bush, you definitely love it. I am so gonna go there once I can afford a helicopter. I don't want to go on a tinny on the Adelaide River. I went on those croc tours. You hang a stick. I said this in my my crocodile podcast you hang a stick over a boat and and the crocodile jumps up and eats it and then just up the river there's people fishing in tinnies you like, how the fuck do they not have crocodiles jumping into their boat But maybe the crocodiles know the difference i don't know but i just was like i'm not going to take a boat up that river unless i'm with someone that really knows what they're doing with boats so yeah once i can afford a helicopter i am there hopefully kai still is too but yeah so it's a short one today i just wanted to give you a little bit of a taste of the territory and something a little bit more upbeat than the last couple of depressing episodes I've done on people going missing in the ocean. Oh, yeah. Another one to add to my list of reasons why I'm not driving a boat up a fucking croc-infested river. I've just covered two podcasts worth of fucking boating accidents. (laughs) I'm never getting in one ever again. But, um, yes, yeah. Anyway, next week I am going to probably bring you something a little bit creepy because it's not Australian, but fuck it, I love it. It's Halloween, it's the spooky time, and I love spooky stories. So that will be on the cards if I could, because I live just uh, up the road from GE at the moment, and if you've ever heard of monte cristo monte cristo it's called the house of monte cristo is one of the most haunted places in australia and i've been wanting to go there for ages and i've actually uh watched a few docos on it and i don't think it really does it justice so one of these days i'm going to convince my partner that we need to go there and check it out but probably won't happen this month so i will uh just bring you a few stories probably include that one it'll be a collection and yeah and if i ever do go there i'll do a proper podcast thank you for listening guys i'm sorry if you do listen to my podcast uh regularly i missed last week i was school holidays and i've got no chance of getting anything done in school holidays so Uh, (laughs) It was raining the whole time. So can you imagine? I just got the house full. I'm trying to think of things to do with a seven-year-old that I can... Yeah, we did a lot of arts and crafts. But anyway, so... School's Back, regular episodes, and next week's spooky ones. If you've got any suggestions or feedback, just hit me up on all the social media. I've got Instagram. I've got Twitter. Sorry, I don't do a lot of Twitter because it's, like, Japanese to me. But, um, yeah, I, I do check it every now and then. And Facebook, Kel's Gone Bush, the page on Facebook. And there's also Kel's Gone Bush, the podcast group, if you want to join that. But on the Facebook page... I've just done a competition uh, for a copy of my book and a liquor voucher and I just drew that yesterday and I will be running another one soon. So if you want to check that out, jump on there. It should be up by the 15th of this month. So yeah, definitely check that out. Well, that's it guys. I'm going to stop rambling. It's been one of those Storytime with Cal podcasts. I hope you still enjoyed it and a Googling tours to Goat Island. <laughs> I hear there's a lot of uh, good deals on flights to the Territory at the moment. So, you know, just doing my bit for the tourism. Anyway, that's it for today. And until next time, Kel has gone